Hey Dinks, welcome to Dentist in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. We are dentistry source for honest, relevant information, and with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dentist in the Know. So introducing to you with all the relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell. So first off, it was actually reported in the HPI, which the ADA has been tracking now for uh, several years since really COVID came into into place and, and they needed to see how the economy and activity levels in the practices were being impacted by it. But they've continued to collect the data beyond that day point. Um, and there was yet another downturn or kind of uh, low tick and activity level for the 1200 offices that they currently are interviewing and collecting data from. And most of them are citing short notice cancellations less than 24 hours. Uh, the average percentage full was around 83%. Staff shortages still ranked up at the top as far as reasons why they're not at full capacity. But in addition, um, short notice cancellations from patients also hit the mark. Um, and I do think, you know, if it's anything like my own practice, certainly we're seeing cancellations for sickness um, related to our patients, but as well as staff members as well. So I think that that is a telltale sign in the HPS statistics. In addition, we had kind of seen it level off a little bit for dentists expressing some concern about the economic outlook for the U.S., and actually, the dentist's economic outlook was still slightly higher than the average U.S. population. We saw another downturn of the dental outlook from dental professionals over the collection data period in October. So, you know, I do think that there's some long set in realities coming with this inflationary change that we're all having to adjust and accommodate for and no real end in sight, at least from my perspective, of what I'm seeing is as far as costs are associated with staff, supplies, and laboratory fees. So I do think there's a little bit of realization sort of sinking in. But today was a pretty big day because it was a huge announcement that came out of the federal government. Medicare Dental Services did get approved. It looks a little different than the original package, which had dental benefits for all. That is not what we're seeing in this currently past package, but it does have dental benefits for medical services that require dental treatment prior to or during care. Currently in 23, which will go effect in January, we see dental benefits being offered to organ transplant patients, valve replacement patients, and valvuloplasty patients. They can go and seek dental exams and treatment that may be beneficial prior to or during treatment for their medical conditions. In 24, we see head and neck cancer hit the spectrum and they will be offered dental benefits. I'll be honest with you, I'm a little disappointed that if we're gonna be offering dental benefits for patients that had neck cancer wasn't included in the original batch uh, for coverage because we've seen lots of negative and ill effects from radiation treatments, for head and neck cancers that do require dental treatment directly correlated to their cancer treatment. Uh, be that as it may, 2024, you can start billing Medicare for those services as well. There's still a lot of clarity that needs to be um, cleared up 
as uh, related to who can file for these services, how doctors and dentists will be compensated for those services, what the fee schedules will ultimately look like. One note in this package that came out today relating to the overall Medicare package, which included dental services in it, uh, physicians are going to be sad to hear that that 3% bump in fee increase that they have experienced over the last few years will be sunsetting in the end of 22. And so their fees will be reset. And in fact, it didn't look overly optimistic for the fee schedule reimbursements for physicians in general. There is a bit of a reset to happen in 23, which is quite unfortunate considering uh, that most of us as business owners, uh, costs are going up. So not sure how the math will all work out with that one. The CDC continues to investigate a pediatric office that had several of their patients diagnosed with non-tuberculosis mycobacterium. Um, They were treated for this condition. I think all have survived from the condition, but it seemed to be directly correlated with the number of patients that came out of that particular office. So they are continuing to investigate, you know, whether this dental office ends up being uh, the guilty party of, of contributing to a bacterial spread I think it continues to bring up the conversation, which we talked about several months ago on our page about the requirements of dental waterline testing. Currently, it's under a recommendation status with the CDC. There are parameters that you can follow if that's a program that you would like to partake in. Uh, We do it in our office, which is part of the whole treatment of the waterline system. But then we also test and check to make sure that our bacteria levels are staying Under that 500 parts per million, um, that is recommended by the CDC. But when we see cases like this come out, I think it continues to beg the question, when will the requirement come forth where dentists will be required to perform certain treatments of dental water lines and certain routine maintenance uh, and management of the dental water lines as well? So, Probably advisable at this point to start brushing up on that if you're not currently implementing a program in your practice um, to at least understand what might be required. And out of curiosity, probably not a bad idea to test them to make sure that your water lines remain clean. In addition, I thought it would also be interesting to note that the student loan repayment program that we all talked about a few months ago um, has now been put back on hold. Six states are now in litigation with the federal government, citing issues with a particular law. So if you were one of the few, many guests who were going to be eligible for this student loan repayment program and forgiveness of their student loans, just know that that program has been put back on hold uh, for the foreseeable future. It's now locked down in litigation. I would be remiss if I did not remind all of our viewers, as I'm sure most of you know, because you watch this show and your whole goal is to stay informed and in the know, that on Tuesday, it is election day. If you haven't already voted, the only way that you can complain about the things that are happening in our communities and in our government is that you at least express your democratic right to get out and vote. I don't care who you vote for but you must be present and participate in the process. It is so vitally important for the democracy that we love and enjoy every day. So if you don't vote, don't talk to me. 
I'm just kidding, but not really. A little bit, a little. Um, get out and vote. And don't forget for our friends in Massachusetts, question number two on the ballot relating to medical loss ratio. Hot topic in the dental community this particular election cycle. So if you're in Massachusetts, I think all of the dental organizations have weighed in on how they feel about supporting this particular issue, um, but be sure to cast your vote. And with that, that's the news. So gang, that's it for today's show. We want to thank you for tuning in, but more importantly, we want to thank you for being a part of Dentists in the Know. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. I'm Dr. Chad DePlantis. And I'm Dr. Jennifer Bell, and we're Dentists in the Know. Remember, gang, dentistry is an amazing profession, but it's way more rewarding when you're in the know.